1: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of event brew i'm so excited today because i'm joined by the lovely nick borelli of all seated lovely Too deep of hot rock creative or what no just hot now
0: <sighs> it's
2: okay we just rebranded we okay. just rebranded so just you're be, doing
1: great well just be it was, just
0: hot
2: just like i Pizza remember hut. my first time
0: it's a hot when it was he, the, hot. the, hot. the
1: yeah. hut the yeah. hut just hot it, just the hut And uh, you guys know who this is, Will Kern from Endless Events. And yeah, let's dive on in with uh, what we got in our brewing cups right now. Tui, what are you drinking? All right. So I
2: feel like I just got home to Venice Beach, California in what seems to be like a month because we were just all at IMAX, which we're going to dive into and talk about. I was on my two weeks of PTO, and so this is a throwback because... It is our two year anniversary. I am drinking Whoop. local organic coffee from my event brew, Tooie's Brew Cup that Dustin oh. gave us two, two years ago.
1: I don't remember. I
0: don't remember. Dustan? Dustan? that French?
1: If you didn't know the way, well, uh, we're missing one of our co-hosts, Mr. Dustin Wensling. So uh, we're celebrating our anniversary without him. So, yeah. His uh, His choice. His choice, missing out, missing <laughs> out so much. What are you What are you drinking, Nick?
0: Do you still well, have your mug, Nick? I, I do. Uh, it's packed. Uh, I am uh, I'm in an Airbnb for the next couple days until uh, I can officially close my house at the end of the week. So I'm living uh, that uh, bunk bed life in an Airbnb. It's uh, it's a way to live. Uh, I decided. To your anniversary, I better go back to my roots and drink something that will make every single person about to hear this go, oh, gross. Ready? Prepare for yourself. Mountain Dew gingerbread snapped. It's Mountain Dew with a blast of artificial gingerbread flavor. There is a gingerbread man with a mohawk. There's one with an eye patch, presumably because he had some sort of injury. Um... <laughs> Yeah, just just some Mountain Dew with some gingerbread in it, you know. God, that's,
1: just, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my whole life.
0: Yeah, people buy this stuff like in mass. I mean, it's not a boutique item. This is a mass marketed item that is available at your local. Uh, I'd assume exclusively gas stations, um, probably
1: um, truck stops. I, maybe, where you might get yeah, burned. wherever
0: methadone is given out, I assume probably with some Mountain Dew gingerbread snapped, just to wash it down. <laughs> It's. Uh, I just know? can't believe that was
1: someone's idea. Like They were in, in an office. Oh, they're at a
0: boardroom meeting, and they're like, guys, uh, we've been doing these summer drinks, and uh, so, sure, we have some spooky Halloween drinks, but we haven't really figured out how to take on Christmas. How do we create a classic in the same way that Mariah Carey did in the 90s? What's <laughs> our move? And someone said, I know what Mountain Dew has been missing. Some cookies in it. And they said, give that man a raise. And then they all hung themselves because they're the worst people.
1: (laughs) I think here's a good Christmas one. It's a Mm -hmm. bottle that's like swirled and has two different chambers in it. Uh Half of it's regular Mountain Dew and half of it's code red, red and green.
0: Oh, that's fun. And then when you uh, drink it, it kind of swirls together in your mouth.
1: I mean, I, assume, I, I guess you could try that, too, but I assume like you could also like just drink half of it. <laughs> just drink half of it? Half oh. of it one time or something like that? I don't know. Sorry, I
0: was thinking of uh, in the 80s, they had Nintendo cereal, uh, Nintendo Entertainment Cereal, of which it was split down the middle. And on one side, there was a com- two different types of cereal. One was uh, Legend of Zelda cereal, and the other was uh, Super Mario Brothers cereal. And it was great, and uh, that's what you ate when you were in 1986.
1: I love it. Amazing throwback, throwback to history.
0: Yep. So I hope you're drinking something better than me. Um, Low bar.
1: Yeah, very low bar to to reach. I'm uh, I guess in honor of Dustin, I'm actually drinking water. Um, but instead of my event brew cup, I was I was no not not (laughs) actual water (laughs) actual water. water. Um, yeah, I don't have my event brew cup. I have it downstairs. I still have it, and I actually use the coaster that Dustin gave us too every day. It's on my desk. I don't know which camera I'm using right now, Um, and I love that. But what I'm really excited for is I'm drinking out of water. You want to hear the most Will thing ever you'll hear on this podcast?
0: Uh, Is it milk water?
1: No. Uh, So will figured out how to automate something again that he should not automate. So So, do you
0: have a cat bowl thing that you're drinking out of?
1: No, that would that be that'd be that'd be two on the spot. Uh, (laughs) But um, it's a water bottle that measures how much water you're drinking and it lights up to remind you to drink water.
0: It's one of those, is it, is it like connected to an app or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, it's
1: connected to an app then it connects to like so Apple cool. health and all those things like that. And I like it. It's kind of neat.
0: I've thought about that just because it's like, uh, I mean, you know, first off gamify something and I might do it, but, uh, what a like internet of things thing, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> totally. And it, oh, if you lose it, it tells you where it is and I lose my water bottle all the time. So this is gonna be great. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, that's just, that's the will automating some water. <laughs> I've lost two Next water up, bottles that up. I
0: brought to trade shows uh this year and uh that would have that would have been the answer. I should have just uh done well, that. Well,
1: it's uh, better than what I think I left when I got I realized I got here. I was looking around for my camera and I can't find my camera anywhere. <laughs> so at least you didn't leave your camera. I did not. But I'm hoping I find it somewhere. <laughs> Oof. All right, so what are we talking about today, Tui? You teased us off, so why don't you uh, kick us off with uh, what we what we're talking about today?
2: We are talking about IMAX America 2001 hashtag IMAX 21 IMAX IMAX experience.
0: <laughs> wow, that's a lot of hashtags. I You're love prepared. it.
2: So many hashtags, and I know you both were there. So let's let's chat about it. What was both your experience? This year, it was the tenth edition of IMAX America. By the way, it was held for the very first time at Manila Bay. Day. Any other quick little overview before we dive into the spilling of teas?
0: Yeah, tenth anniversary, new venue, gone uh, over a back. year. First time mm-hmm. back after COVID. I mean, what a definitely a uh, a big one. You know, going to be a memorable one for a lot of people for sure. And it also felt like kind of this unofficial kickoff to uh like a way to do business in large-scale events internationally in the United States um the just like one of the first things that the show uh benefited from let's say or was able to be done at the level it was uh, based on the uh, clear app uh, being used as your passport to get into the show uh to show off that you are a vaccinated individual, um, you, you I you know what's
1: interesting. This was the second event that I had to use the clear the clear pass for. Was
0: it just as easy there?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I thought it was like what an elegant solution. I mean, I don't get paid yet uh, by Clear, uh, wink, wink, Clear. Uh, but uh, what I, I wanted it to do more than that. I wanted it to, I wanted it to be all Disney and pay for my my stuff with it and open my doors with it and have my. Uh, ID with it like it. it, Why don't we have stuff like that on our phone? I thought it was just that's that's what everything should be
1: Well, apparently and this is an endorsement But I was talking to the ventry guys and they Mm -hmm. said they have an integration with clear now So I'm wondering if they're trying to be like the Disney app. Yeah,
0: that's what I was doing the week before uh, Imex so definitely uh, on my mind. I use my Disney app uh, for everything uh, open, literally opening my doors and paying for things. And, uh, it just reminded me of that. Uh, but I was, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't experience any friction with that at all. Did you see anyone that had any problems with it as we, an idea?
1: We were kind of joking that like, so you, year, had to, you had it months ago. Be, we thought you had to be, be vaccinated be to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and in order to be in, get into the show, you had to go and get your clear pass, like checked by someone. And then they give you a green wristband. Mm-hmm. which shout outs to IMAX for making everything lime green this year.
0: Mm-hmm. You're awesome.
1: Um, but they, what was interesting is they said, what's the point of us all having these wristbands if you have to be vaccinated in order to get in? So in theory, you shouldn't have gotten your badge unless you verified your va- vaccination. I guess unless you like printed it at home and then just brought it in, which they were encouraging printing at home. But you know, like you couldn't get in unless you were vaccinated. I don't know. It, that, that was it's the, a kind good of the point. Interesting argument. That
0: a life could, uh, yeah. A li- uh, you could say that it's redundant, I suppose. Um, they definitely were checking for, uh, the wristbands. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there, maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe there was some other way in, uh, or some other stipulation. Maybe there was people, um, I don't know. That's a great question. You're right. Security.
2: You- and for sure, just uh, my highlight was to attend the IMAX pre-staff meeting because oh, yeah. I took over their Instagram. That was actually my highlight, like, absolute highlight. It was so cool to see the behind the scenes. And they had planned A, B, C, D, E, and F. And so that had to do with it, the green wristbands, because you have to think even though everyone attending had to be vaccinated, the on-site staff wanted to make sure that, you know, you couldn't cross certain checkpoints without without those things, whether that was your badge or your vaccination green approval band. And yeah, that's basically the reason. So I thought mm-hmm. they did. Did a great job and was very brave and even mandating vaccinations because they are a global conference and trade show
0: yeah i i didn't experience you know if this kind of stuff anymore like you never know how people are going to react to things but anecdotally i didn't experience anybody having any kind of issues with it whatsoever it seemed very logical it seemed yeah. very orderly um you know and we talked i think uh, a whole episode about what would events be like if they forced uh, everyone to get you know this as a as a way to get in, um, and they did it, and I, I was more than fine with it. I think other uh, the, the key is is that this event is the event for people who produce events, so it has a pretty big impact. I think on the events industry. My my gut says is that um, with that rolling out as easy as it was. Um, It's going to influence. I mean, potentially thousands of events uh, who will go out and and do the same thing, Uh, which um, frankly is probably a really good thing for Clear, (laughs) because uh, you know, like their their system, I thought was just really
1: pretty easy. I agree.
2: Well, what was your highlight and or low light of IMAX?
1: You know, what's interesting is I thought like the theme of this year was like getting to hug each other, not do business, kind of thing. Like, it, it didn't feel like anyone was really there to, like, have serious meetings. But it was definitely one of those things where you, like, as you're walking around, you're just running. Oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. You know, catch up with everybody. It felt like a lot of that. Um, so, I think that was kind of the highlight is I had seen people I haven't seen physically for, like, two years, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, low light. Well, I was only there really for two, three days, technically. I was there Monday to speak. Oh, you know, it was a highlight when Tui... Cracked the funniest joke ever. Um, I, I was doing a talk w- after Tui, which is hard enough to, to to try to follow up Tui. And she goes, I hope you enjoyed my talk. My name is Tui Deep. But if you didn't like my talk, my name is Will Curran. <laughs> I thought yeah. That was the funniest thing ever. Um, that was smart. I so
2: badly wanted the mic drop, but I also understand all the AV people would have freaked. So no, mentally, I did a mic. Yeah, that was a- <laughs> Event MV's Event Innovation Lab during yep. Smart Mondays.
1: So that was so that was really cool. That was a (laughs) highlight for sure. Low low light. I wasn't there like I was only there for Monday, Tuesday and then half of Wednesday. So leaving kind of like I was like, man, there's still so many people to meet and see. And I got a lot of text messages on Wednesday and Thursday. Hey, where are you? I want to meet up with you. And I was just like, I'm not there anymore. Um, But I think probably, you know, it was so honestly, it was easier to get to the venue and in and out. Um, like getting an Uber and getting it out. Like I literally called the, the Uber, like as I'm leaving the show for, and was able to walk right into my car. Whereas like, I think if you try to do that in the sands, it would have taken a little bit longer. You'd had to like walk a lot more. It felt like, um, you know, I don't know if I really had a low light really. It was, it was all good things. Uh, you know, Nick's dinner. No, that was the terrible one. It was just absolutely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You got paired with, yeah, you had to
0: sit next to some boring <laughs> had people.
1: Boring people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, honestly, I think the, 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 the sadder part of it is this year we didn't, we told like all of our team like, hey, you guys got to come to IMAX, come to IMAX. And I think everyone got busy. And was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it out this year, you know, whatever reason it was. But like not being able to have my, like a lot of my team there was really kind of sad uh, to be able to have it. But I have a feeling that the endorsements from the people who did go, who was their first time, is going to like outweigh that 100%. Um, yeah, so I don't know if there was necessarily any low lights um, on there, but it was just, you know, I, I think I made it exactly what I need to. I got in, I got out, I met with people as, that I need to, and yeah, it was good. It was good and solid. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have anything. Maybe as you guys talk, I'll think of something.
0: Nick, highlight, low light? I mean, I would say a highlight for me for sure is the fact that a lot of our team did go. I think we had like 18 people there, which was great. Uh, A lot of people, um, both of you have experienced this, where you've worked with people for uh, a while uh, remotely, and then you get to spend some time with them uh, face-to-face, and it's really great. And I had that. I had people... Uh, from abroad, who uh, were able to make it over to the States. Uh, I had a few team members who had, was their first time in Las Vegas, which is fun to be around because uh, I don't generally get super excited about Las Vegas anymore. Like, uh, I mean, it just is a city where I'm not going to discover new things or find a, some kind of authentic anything. And it just is sort of, I don't know. I've spent more time in my hotel room in Las Vegas these days than I used to, for sure. But seeing somebody who saw it for the first time, I'm like, oh, well, that's fun. I can give you some advice and tell you some, you know, if I had five or six things to experience the first time in Vegas, it'd be really cool. Uh, So there was that. And then I think uh, the chance that there was there was like Will said, there was a lot of people. This is like my fifth or sixth show this year, uh, national show. And um, I had seen some of the same people a couple of times, but there was a lot of people at IMAX. I hadn't come to anything since COVID. And that was pretty interesting, like especially people who worked for larger institutions and had their kind of like travel restrictions slowed down because of, uh, you know, uh, spending. Uh, They were out and they were there. And some people I reconnected with, it was just really super great to see them and some of them in new roles. Uh, Some of them, you know, had had been laid off and brought back. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see some of those positive signs. Uh, If I had to have a low point, it was anecdotally again it wasn't it was just here and there but there was a number of people who confirmed some of my beliefs and some uh, directly and then many 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 more indirectly that there was a lot of uh people talking about how they're excited to go back to the way things were which to me is just like the most like wincing eye-rolly mm. kind of thing where i'm like no 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 um based <laughs> elaborate on,
2: co- on that nick because I know we've talked about this a couple of times.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was just there was a fair amount of people who um, who had told me that their clients specifically were looking for um, events with you know really not nothing really different than they than they used to have um, because they feel like they had the formula right and now they're finally able to do go back to the way that they they used to do events and used to design events, which you know to me is just like such a waste. I I kept saying. I had the opportunity to do interviews for the first two days um for almost I don't know 8 hours both days and uh one of the the themes that came up quite a bit was um this idea of pain without some sort of growth is a waste pain with some lessons learned is is okay it's it's worth it like you look back at it and you you forget the pain and you remember um you know a- after some time you remember what you gained from it and it seems like if we don't as an industry Learn new ways to do things and to be more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like uh, disruption proof, then um, we will have wasted that pain and we will probably experience the same pain again. Um, So uh, it came up a bunch of times where I was having conversations with people telling me that that's what their clients basically want is a cut and paste of 2019. And uh, that was disheartening to hear because, again, I I can sort of put a positive spin on on all we've experienced if i can you know say it's towards a greater good but without that then it feels like it's it was really a big uh hit
1: but. i definitely have always been saying the same thing that like for all the heartache and pain we went through through the last year like why do it exactly the same
0: yeah yeah, it
2: because I, it's easier to. It's all templ- <laughs> templated already for us, and you know why. A lot of just like just being human, being raised by humans, we all want to shy away from any negative emotion, right? And you're, so
0: you're dead on. It's yeah. People it's, like comfort, and mm-hmm. uh, most people stay in comfort, and that's why a disproportionate amount of the the world is more or less where they started, you know, like they don't necessarily climb, they don't necessarily uh, take the things that they could have because of the allure of comfort. And with comfort comes, um, you know, uh, a lack of risk. And uh, I think that, and this is one of the things that I was I was talking a lot about in my interview as well, is that I think that, that we're a risk averse industry in general for a lot of real good reasons. Uh, but... I think that there's never been a time where everyone sitting at the table, all stakeholders, all attendees are more apt to forgive, uh, things that would come from risk than they are now. So if you're not doing it now, you're probably never going to do it. So if you think, Oh, I'm creative and I'm going to do something different and I'm going to do something, you know, that's going to change everything, et cetera, someday. But if that someday is not now, you're probably never going to do it.
1: Truth. Truth. Absolutely. So speaking, Oh, yeah. I was going to say, speaking of like not massive change, I feel like mix itself, like if you had plopped me down there and didn't tell me what year it was, I would probably have told you it was like 2019.
0: I got like, recorded saying exactly that a number of times. So there's a lot of record <laughs> of me being in the show going like, close your eyes, open your eyes. Are you in 2019 or 2021? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I would say that like most of the, the things that you would make you think that if you're in 2021 or not would be if you were experiencing the event virtually. There wasn't an option to do that, right?
1: That there was, but like it was through the Buzz Hub. But mm. I don't think it was like well advertised, and it wasn't was zero interaction from any of us. Like we right. weren't encouraged to download the app or run the chat or utilize that to build our schedule. It it felt like well, it shows you, it showed up, just like previous years.
0: Yep.
2: Does that count as hybrid then because they were definitely focused on in person and then they give gave their digital audience the the choice of buzz hub. But yeah, like I, I, I feel saw like here were two and there but almost. yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that that's why I feel like it's not really hybrid then at that point. Like it's just it's no. two events happening at the same time.
0: I think it's a hybrid strategy. I don't I don't think it's a, uh, yeah. of, Ooh, of that's the, a good way of the hybrids uh plans that are out there. It was not a simultaneous hybrid for sure. Um And that's why, honestly, uh, when I was working on like, okay, what do I do with our booth? I wanted to create my own experience that was a hybrid. So we had uh, attendees who were coming into our platform and they were uh, watching presentations and asking questions and such while we were in um, having interviews with people on the show floor. Um, I had a a 10 by 20 space uh, of a hybrid experience as a sponsor. Uh, but the show itself didn't seem like it had that same, like, even if it like it was a hybrid strategy, uh, how much effort would you say would put toward the, towards the virtual to the face to face in a percentage? Uh, so, what percentage face to face? What well, percentage definitely virtual? Definitely
1: lower, too. I mean, because their whole focus has always 90, been the, 10, the, 90, 10, 95, five. I'd say 90, 10.
0: Yeah. So, uh, for me, it's, it's about inclusivity, right? Like, what do you do to get that? Towards as close to 50 50 as possible in order to be as inclusive of the experiences that people want to have and be able to give and treat both uh, attendees as if they're valuable, not as if you're a, a, an afterthought, which at 10% is an afterthought. That's my criticism uh, and, and not a criticism of uh, of dis- disdain, but a criticism of, of, of more of a challenge. Uh, and uh, especially in a challenging time, I, I get it uh, as far as resources. Um, uh, but I, 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 I challenge attendees and exhibitors as much because um, I think there's a lot of people that give a lot of lip service or a lot of positive intent or ideas towards um, this idea of, of growing events and, and making them more accessible and making and having wider audiences and using different platforms um but uh i think that there's a lot of people who are just really trained in wanting things the way they are and having lower expectations and uh and just accepting lower expectations
1: Uh i I, want to come in here to what your highs and lows are because you did a lot of stuff i think during imax yeah i want to share one idea when it comes to doing things differently uh nick we were talking about it on on yeah your your uh, your live interview was how could we make imax more of an experience right like no one goes to all the booths you go to like where you have your meetings and maybe where you know people and that's it right so there's never really discovery that happens within imax and i feel like that's what you almost want is people to discover you and find new things and things like that um so we we're talking about like how can we make an experience and it was funny because we were literally talking about meow wolf and how like they had the new mega mart over in vegas and how like people are willing to shell out wait in line pay a bunch of money to literally go through this like walking exhibit essentially and how we, you know, are struggling right now to like really make exhibit halls exciting. And I think it was the coolest idea that we came up during that, which was like, why isn't it, why aren't exhibit halls like Meow Wolf, right? Where it's like each booth is responsible for an activity or an experience and you have a start point and an end point and you have to like, there's a linear story that gets told. I feel like that is where you can start to get people go, wow, this was really incredible and to like get discovery across vendors and things like that um obviously there's a lot of stuff that has to be worked in that but like let's make it design it where there's a start and a finish to these things and i think that people would enjoy it a lot more versus like you know coming here and granted i'm like critiquing something that i still think that imax has been probably one of the best experiences i've had out of uh, the industry events i've gone to but like like i I just don't know how much longer i can uh, that people can go to just only have you know their meetings and things like that, and sit in a booth and you know, do these sort of things versus walk away being like, "Wow, this is like life changing."
0: IMX didn't do anything wrong in that way. They didn't do anything, I think, next level either. Yeah, as far as uh, changing the game or I mean, they're bigger. Uh, it's better attendees. They spend you know a good amount of money. They make a good amount of money. It's it's elite in that way. But as far as like a, so the way that p- people don't talk about IMEX the way they talk about C2, you know, it's a different it's a different way to, you know, talk about things. Or I think of like twenty nine rooms from like refinery at uh, Fashion Week. Oh, yeah. Like I think of places like that where I'm like, that's an experience that that, that that's the future. That's the next level. That's um, h- an emotional response that comes from experience. I don't think you have an emotional response for IMAX. It's just a way that business is done, and I think that there's there's increased amount of ways to do business now at a, at a faster speed internationally with less friction. And uh, I don't necessarily see growth in the future of a model that is a uh, hundred years old. And that that's mm-hmm. what I was saying over and over again in our meetings. Was I even tweeted it out today? If you uh, took a trade show attendee from 100 years ago and plop them at imax 2021 they would think of it as a trade show like it's uh it's pretty much the same experience There's screens that's about it everything else it's a gridded out se- series of booths where there's someone's trying to sell to you and you're trying to sell to them or you know maybe look at their stuff and uh that's the experience it's uh you know uh it's not as uh it's not as the way that things have changed in, uh, I use this example frequently, TED Talks. You know, after the the TED group came out with uh, how they give presentations, there was a change in presentation styles that permeated everything because they created an ethos of what it is to present information and it had an impact. I don't know necessarily if this show or any, uh, frankly, I, I don't, I don't want to pick on IMAX, any industry trade show uh, necessarily changes how. All of the uh, people who attend it look at trade shows, which is kind of a miss when you consider the fact that this is an opportunity to elevate and educate the people who are going to go off and do their own things. I think that there was a safety maybe uh, area like we talked about earlier that I think maybe elevated how a number of people are going to use uh, their platforms or, or empower their teams with a case study that will, you know, elevate that sure but from an experienced design standpoint i don't know necessarily if no if i was like wow you know what i loved how imax did is they had 10 by 20s and 10 by 30s and to 20 by 20s and oh just different sized rectangles you know like what i think they're um like in a, a really great team and i think their content creation probably is inspiring I, w- I would say that's probably one of the areas where um imax has always led the pack but when I see like front runners of experience design uh, that is, you know, transformative and uh, is next level, I don't necessarily think that's if that's one of their goals, then I don't necessarily know if it's hitting.
2: Interesting. They're just the As best
0: at the standard trade show.
2: Yeah. So when I was like, oh, do I agree with Nick? Do I disagree with Nick? And I'm still like processing it. And from someone that is a designer of experiences, I also think like, okay, well, there's a solid foundation there. And for me, like, Tuesday, st- okay, so spoke at EventMB Innovation Lab during Smart Monday. Uh, I last minute got put onto the panel for what women want, which was on the bus hub. Then I took over the Instagram account for uh, opening day on Tuesday, and then spoke on Thursday at Future Leaders Forum. Wednesday, I knew the sacrifice I was I had to give, and it was worth it to not be present on Tuesday because it was just running around creating content, tagging, connecting, and showing the digital audience what was going on on the on you know during IMAX America, and for me going back to the experience design i think it's up to those uh, the the supplier partners that the destinations that create the actual experience right because i'm looking at my desk full of by the way receipts that i still need to expense and all these i just finished
0: mine (laughs) oh my goodness i
2: haven't even started (laughs) and so the one thing i pick up is this is from visit sedona and it's so on brand to sedona arizona where it's they gave you an angel card like a positive um affirmation card and they give you a crystal and a stone so i got yellow jasper and i was like wow that's so sedona there were so many of my favorites and wednesday i was able just to say you know what i don't want an entourage i want to go and i want to experience the floor Mm -hmm. and there were so many things i i gathered and you know me and my tchotchkes i don't keep tchotchkes unless it's like cool and so there was just montreal by the way like canada like Montreal. go, Dustin, and they—that was like the best. Uh, did you did you grab stuff from the Montreal booth?
0: No, but I've gra- I've taken stuff from Montreal <laughs> booths before <laughs> in the past at uh, MPI events, uh, like the event which is the East Coast Canadian uh, MPI Summit, uh, and uh, they always have really really cool stuff. So does actually take take that by. So does Winnipeg. I have a bunch of uh, paper clips, uh, a, a whole a metal tin of paper clips that are shaped like moose heads um th- yeah there's uh yeah, you th- see
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't care about any of that stuff
0: you wouldn't really? want that yeah i know i didn't have paper clips in my house because i don't I, <laughs> and now i still haven't used one of them but i feel if i ever use a paper clip it should be shaped like a moose head Wait, i can I, you talk I,
2: about yeah. and i just have to mention nick barelli beat me at the walking the stepping challenge <laughs> <laughs> i
0: was actually the only focused challenge. on beating you
2: by like you 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 took seventh and I took eighth, but that was like I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so awesome when yeah. that happened. Do you know the length of the IMAX uh, trade show floor is five football fields? Yeah,
0: that that sounds right. Crazy. uh I, I did an interview uh, with Rachel Riggs uh, from Merits, who was uh, in charge of the like the well-being aspects of it. Uh, and I asked her about the you know the fact that you could you could post once per day on each one of the social media platforms to give you a thousand steps of which. Uh, 3,000 per day of my thing were that, those, which I'm sure were yours as well. Uh, I mean, it's not like you're not posting on social media. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And I was like, so how does that, you know, equate to steps? Cause it seems like antithetical. Uh, and she's like, well, they, they have created these like five pillars of well being yes. and one of them is social well being, which I was like, oh, okay. Now, like that clarity actually helped mm. a lot. Uh, Rachel's super cool. I used to work with her in the design lab. Um, but, uh, yeah, I uh, it was funny. I was like, "Oh, I'm like way behind. I'm not gonna do it." And then I realized, I'm like, "Wait, I only am doing interviews uh, two days, and not the third day." So I like literally like was you came out nowhere. <laughs> well, I wasn't in my booth on Thursday. Uh, it was all it was all Thursday uh, between like nine and uh, you know noon or eight and noon. Uh, I was on the show floor the entire time. Like I, I barely got to do the show floor prior to that. Uh, and yeah, I like. I never stopped uh, working the trade show floor after that.
2: Amazing! I did
1: like. I the, think the, the 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 yeah the Heka Health setup was super cool. Like that's the second time I've experienced it, and this time I actually Same. connected to it. And I was just like, it was such an easy process. That I'm like, oh, I want to do this for all events. I,
0: I I think they look good from that show. Truly, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really really easy to use. Uh, I think it's really logically set up. Um, I, uh, I I give props to. Uh, heck of health uh, for being a, a really good app, I think for that. And then uh, I also think that having like some kind of strategy behind the design of what was included in that from merits, uh, not only do they, you know, get the sponsorship of that, but they, they truly designed it, which I thought was, was really smart. Cause uh, like I said, I, I even had questions about it and they were like, Nope, this all makes sense. It all fits into these, uh, these pillars. Uh, and I was like, Oh man, that's so much more enriching knowing that, um, but yeah, uh, overall, like I thought that the show was, again, like, I don't want to, again, I don't want to make you feel like it's negative. I think it was the best show of its kind of, which is the, how all shows are done. Uh, I, I guess yeah. I'm just maybe so future forward or so like really antsy about change happening right now. Cause I think it's just the mm-hmm. time for it that I'm like swing for the fences, new venue Uh, post COVID like you know break it up and I I I went so far as to say I think too you were hinting at what I was going to say about this and I felt bad immediately saying this so I'm going to say it again for some reason Um, (laughs) I don't think anyone designs it I don't think that people who run trade shows design their events period which is a terrible thing to say but hear me out what percentage of time do you spend at a trade show in trade show booths do you think you're at a trade show
1: 50 percent.
0: 50 percent. let's say
2: no i say less than that i did so many active like nighttime oh. networking like well let's I say within
0: the, the halls of the event itself of which is the, the planner would design like nine and, would, five. nine and five like because if you're going out to dinner that's not necessarily any planner's responsibility for experience it's, I, I would say
1: less now i think about most people but like Cause yeah you're not like sitting like i basically posted up inside of a booth and just didn't move so i think that skewed my answer a bit so i'd say even less i bet you it's less than 25 percent
0: you think less than 25 percent ta- i think i think way spending, more than that i, spent,
1: I think you are yeah. spending a lot of time talking in the like the walkways between and sure getting food in the hallways and
0: i, I guess what i'm getting at is the fact that the booths themselves are, are a large large percentage of time when it comes to the experience itself but I don't see a lot of trade shows that get into it with the um, with the trade show booths and talk about their design in a way to make it cohesive and to create an intentional experience. Like it's a very disjointed experience in my opinion to go from one booth to the other as far as design, as far as expectations, and the booths uh, trade shows for the most part sell you space, and then whatever you do with that space is your own, which isn't design, right? Like that's that's selling. Uh, like that's no different from an intentional design experience than how flea markets operate. Um, a flea market and a trade show are fairly analogous as far as I'm concerned. And that's, that's a miss right from a design standpoint. If you wanted a true, truly next level design experience, every time a, uh, exhibitor would come in and say, I'm interested in buying a booth from you, you would have a discussion about design in a way to make what they're doing and back and forth to make it a cohesive experience. So it fit um, the organizing principle of your event uh, it made you know you would have some kind of guidance but imagine if this was a not a trade show and this is a booth uh, this is just a big event space and in that big event space that you know ninety percent of the square footage was filled up with other people putting stuff in DJs florists etc but there was no designer saying what flowers should be done, what music should be played it was just a free for all. You would say this is not a designed experience this is uh, you know, this uh Ooh,
2: interesting, right? If it was like more cohesive, I think they play on that with, when it comes to, well, sustainability is of course, like the there's a few core principles. They are very, but you can opt out on. Yeah, exactly. I threw away so. trees
0: worth of stuff. <laughs> I mean, hate to say it, but we did. We had, the, we had the this, option to go green and we were like, uh, yeah, we're not gonna be able to.
2: Yeah, let's print out Will's face
0: cartoon <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, literally, the- literally pulled out there a one. I was out. Like, what that's the a, hell? What that's a low my I got, That's low from the conference. <laughs> was
1: I got so many selfies in front of the all seated booth, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here with Will, and I was like, oh my gosh,
2: that's And great, we right? talk about this a lot, you guys. Where you know, single up, use. And I remember Dustin bringing it up, just how we forget sometimes that. And this is the first time actually at IMAX where I felt like I was a veteran. Like I felt like. I I get it. I know how this is done. I know how it's done to the point where I don't need to be, you know, brain dead at the end of each night. It was so (laughs) incredible. And especially doing the last day speaking for the Meet the Experts Future Leaders Forum, because my aha moment of wanting to be a part of this industry was in 2012, being a student, walking that trade show floor for the first time and saying, wow this is where i belong like i found my community there and so going back and just looking on everyone's like where'd you get your energy and it really was like the energy that everyone else gave out i i just that's what motivated me to just keep on going and doing things like i didn't have a sip of alcohol during imax or during uh, mpi's rendezvous I just danced my little heart out in Heck my little yeah. corner, yeah. And I and so then I was ready the next day, you know, to to do it all, to do all the networking all over again. And it was just really incredible. And I think more people we need to also address. Everyone gets mentally exhausted anyways during any year of IMAX America. I felt like it really hit home this year because they forgot what it felt like to be social. So I, I got of hmm. a lot of. I could tell, like I felt like the atmosphere changed. Wednesday and Thursday, um, everyone—you could see it in their eyes—that they were just tired. And the I think thing that's that actually—I
1: think that's how normally Thursday is, anyways.
2: Yeah, but I feel like even more so. Oh wow. Well. like. And it was it was really interesting to see. And the things I didn't miss that I forgot that comes with the territory of going to, you know, conferences is those non genuine connections where it's just a sales pitch or, Mm -hmm. you know, Nick, you were talking about, well, you're just using doing the same old thing that you did. I could now I'm like, oh, I want to reserve my energy because I I don't even think, you know, my name after I said my name to you. I have a lot
0: less tolerance for that than I used to
2: yes uh, me too i'll walk yeah. straight out like yeah. legit
0: <laughs> I, I i walk yeah. out of presentations now more than i ever used to uh, and, and i don't think yeah. quality of content has gone down i just think that my uh thirst for content has gone down because of how easy it is to find it uh you know like yeah. the wow. i mean it, it's just like me uh, we, we released we were part of two different releases of eBooks about the metaverse and we produced our own all within the span of like 10 days. There's a lot of content out there. <laughs> That's one yeah. topic. Uh, so I think that um, the content has to be like one of the things that came up a bunch of times, which uh, one of like the people that I think is like one of the smartest, if not the smartest person in events, Greg Bogue from merits. Uh, we, we did a we had a talk, uh, an interview and he said that like the difference now is that it's a must for you to be a performer on stage and not just be a presenter if you're not doing something. I love of, that yeah like you have to you have to figure out what makes you special as as a an orator and as someone who um you know communicates because com- people were coming up to him while we were talking and saying oh my gosh I loved your presentation it's smart monday you just are so um, like your smile is so infectious like you're you're having such a good time and and like i'm like I know this guy is a really smart person, right? Like he's like super smart um, but I took for granted the fact that like when he's on stage he's actually like Really really like this warm like very. Um, I don't know like he, He's one of those people that you know, you the camera likes him, right? You know, like he's just is uh having a good time and I think that like there is some of that that we should probably apply to everything that we're doing and not just doing the sales that we've always done, but figuring out like the, the best version of that, because people can just do it at home. They can check your website. They can fill out a form. They can do a demo. It can be virtual. But if you're going to fly out somewhere, you have to be able to bring your A game in a way that is uh, sort of performative and also um, just warm and human um, because you're, you're really taking advantage in person of the humanity of of the situation more so than you're taking advantage of the only opportunity because there's less human and more opportunities every other direction uh so if you're not someone who just really enjoys people and being around people and connects with people very quickly um you know sell virtually there's there's lots of there's lots of avenues for that I had mixed I bags i mean I had some booth exchanges that were you know, boring. And I had ones that were quite good. Um, and, uh, I, I, found a lot of people creating content. I was, I was watching people, uh, you know, like in the moment I watched this guy in, uh, this, I was in Mexico's, uh, booth and like he had his, uh, phone and he was just recording like a message in the morning before the, the thing opened about to his, whatever his social media audience is about what they're doing that day. And, uh, and I was just really fun to watch somebody like really enthusiastic to be there because, at the end of the day, like some of the stuff I said might have been kind of harsh. It's only because I think IMAX is one of the few avenues to be able to make a huge difference um, because they're the, the best show. I mean, it's the it's the biggest show. It's where the most commerce happens. One of the things I said that I, I stand by is that there's probably the most amount of change makers and, uh, and high level, um, people that are at that event where there's a lot of booths, where there's salespeople, but there's a lot of C-suite that are at the show itself. Like there's all the, all the recipe for, you know, change that we know that can now, now happen, not incrementally, but big jumps, they're there. So like, that's where I get really excited and really like on some, you know, buddy to, to make the change because in other events where I'm like, well, you know, they're doing their best and, you know they're trying hard. Like that's not the kind of metrics I have for uh, an IMAX. I, an IMAX. I'm like, I think you should do all that at that level, and also you should push people beyond their comfort zones. Um, and you know, I'm saying that in a, in a place where they're beyond their comfort zone by just having the event. You know, so you know, maybe that's a little, it's a little tough. Uh, obviously, you know, like the European contingent wasn't even sure how they were going to get there. Um, Again, I say all that stuff. I feel really bad saying it because, you know, I... I no, I,
2: don't. Don't feel bad because you've been you've been going to this for so many years. I've been to a mall. Right? I'll go to, to a
0: mall no matter what. You know, I, exactly. I'm Exactly. And I, if
2: anything, you just want to positively impact. And Nick, you're so brilliant and smart. So, of course, you're like, you look so far. You know, you look, you're like, I know the potential. If anything, it's like potentially. And so, if anything, this is why we have Event Brew, right? It's all about those... After the conference and the lobby bar conversations, you know this isn't just like one on one. So
0: I'm not trying to hit somebody and make you know cut them down, right? Like you know the no, people that look at somebody and be like, oh IMAX, oh they're not so good. You know like, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying they're great, yeah. and because they're great, I think I think that that a portion of it, uh, or there is maybe more visible signs where I'm like, all right, we did this exclusively to push the industry further. Um, mm-hmm. as opposed to do, do business the way business is done, only because everyone watches IMAX, just in the way that I think everybody watched IMAX for how they handled international travel at that scale, and everyone will probably fall in line that way, and will become the new gold standard as far as how events are done in the United States. I think from, ex- from an experience design point of view, which is generally how I look at things, um, I think they had that same opportunity, which because there are thousands of other... Uh, change agents in that building like they could accelerate certain period uh, amounts of change by years in one move, you know, where, which would probably happen anyway, but it won't it won't it will happen over grueling periods of time in the same way that like we, you know, many of us that we know have talked about hybrid events about there that the future for years and then last year everyone's knocking at the door going hey uh do you want to talk about that again cuz now we're really really listen to like uh really willing to hear you uh, after the fact yeah um, it's like when
2: it's when it's yeah too when it's too late
0: <laughs> when we have no choice for change and i and i want to like get ahead of the game and i think that like if i was you know using the best tools possible to do that to inspire people it would be IMAX but i'll tell you what you know they uh they brought together an industry internationally uh, so far, I've, I haven't seen any, you know, instances or heard any instances of any kind of, like, health, you know, issues. Um, and I think a lot of business is done. And I think that there was uh, a lot of, uh, you know, reconciliation between people who, uh, you know, weren't sure what they were going to do with themselves and where their businesses were going to go. Um, I think that this is maybe just this really big healing period of time. And uh, it's great to see, you know, somebody... Who chose not to do it i think previously uh because it wasn't the right time and then they they chose this time to do it not because uh it was what was uh, gonna make the most amount of money but it was because it was the right thing to do because they could do it and all that is pretty inspiring i have to say
2: i love that before well goes into the, hey guys let's take a home and doing action cars calls to our <laughs> audience i will i will end with this I will end with this. My highlight, what I said in the beginning, was I had the privilege to go and sit in on the IMAX pre-show staff meeting, and I was the only one with the accent, one of very few with accents. But IMAX will are just so humble. The team, they're so humble. They won't Amazing talk people. about this. Yes, but I will. And Karina, when she made her her last you know, speech about just like her, the pep talk for the team to start their week had more than half the the conference room crying. And it wow. was incredible to be a part of that. Uh, and just to be a fly on the wall and to watch that. And so above all, kudos to them for taking the chances for continually growing in our industry for moving our community forward and there's I'm sure it's so many things on their list that they want to hit for IMAX 21 it only makes me really excited to go back for IMAX 22 so well done to them
1: kudos <laughs> I love it that was such a great way to end Dewey um yeah, I, I, I think I want to hear from everybody because we have so many listeners. There's so many times where people stopped me. I don't know about you guys and said, hey, oh, my gosh, I'm a listener of the podcast. Actually, this is the first year ever that people didn't recognize I was like,
2: me too. I was like, <laughs> you, you listen to our podcast? What? <laughs>
1: what? What's so funny is this was the first year ever that people s- said they that th- there's people that come up to me and like recognize who I am and my name and stuff. But this year I heard a lot of people say, I didn't, I was just standing around and I heard your voice and I go, I recognize that voice. So I feel like this year was the year of the podcast for everybody else. Well, as IMAX. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, shoot us an email event at hello Let's know what you think of your IMAX experience, especially if you did the buzz hub and did the virtual, we want to hear from you since we kind of called to action and asked, uh, who experienced that one as well. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Also socials. You know what to do. Post your favorite clips, share the podcast on socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, your favorite platforms, hashtag brew. We'll be waiting for you to chat with you real soon. Nick, Tui, such a pleasure as not, always. Not Dustin. And not Dustin. We didn't get to give a hug to <laughs> Dustin either. So I, it was great to see your guys' faces last week, and uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully many more very soon. Bye.
0: Have fun at Bye. FICP and tell us what
1: you think of that. Oh, maybe that will come separate episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Brew. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.